Experience a full mind, body, and spirit approach to living your best life. Learn how to achieve optimal health, wealth, and happiness. This is your journey to wellness and abundance. You are listening to Mind Over Matters with your host, Dr. Amy harris Nuon of the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Amy harris Nuon. I'm a double board certified integrative and interventional clinical psychologist with a postgraduate specialization in functional medicine. I'm also a best-selling author, speaker, and coach, and the director for the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness in Bloomingdale, Illinois. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Patricia, I want to give you a big shout out. Uh, it was uh, really much appreciated to get that uh, kind feedback. And for all of you listeners, I appreciate your continued support, and I wish you a happy new year. So let me start by asking, with the new year, there's a big focus on making resolutions and goals. And while I'm not a resolution fan, I'm definitely a goal fan. And goals can range anywhere from the traditional, you know, I want to lose weight or get in shape or quit smoking, to, you know, uh, more affirming goals such as, you know, I want to be kinder to myself this year, or I really want to see if I can improve my relationships. Well, to start, I think it's great that you focus on setting some realistic and achievable goals, and I would always encourage you to focus on personal growth and development. So with that, though, it's hard to do if you're someone who considers yourself to be your own worst critic. For most people, the answer is a resounding yes, I am my own worst critic. In fact, it's our own internal self-talk that we listen to the most, followed by our recollection of what our parents would say to us. So we're designed, though, to be thriving mentally, physically, emotionally, and even spiritually, yet it's our own limiting beliefs and negative self-talk that keep most people from thriving in all of these areas. You know, as far back as in utero, we're exposed to a plethora of influences that set us all on a trajectory to be either optimists or pessimists. And it's those early prenatal and postnatal experiences that will ultimately direct the course of our own self-talk and our belief systems, most of it occurring before age three, and certainly by age six, our mindset is, is, is you know, towards, you know, prosperity or positive thoughts or negative self-talk is pretty well set. So it comes as no surprise then that the more we engage in self-talk, be it positive or negative, right, the more hardwired that self-talk becomes, the more it becomes a habit, right? It's your default mode. But if you're your own worst enemy and you're someone whose self-talk has held you back, take heart. Because even though your self-talk is inclined towards the negative, at least in our culture, there are some proven strategies and techniques that can help move you from being your biggest critic to your biggest fan. So thanks to more great work from author Elizabeth Millard, I'll be sharing at least six strategies to help you turn that frown upside down and help you to be more constructive and more loving when it comes to your inner dialogue. So welcome to this week's show titled From Sabotage to Success, How to Overcome Negative Self-Talk. I just want to say, you know, Elizabeth Millard is one of those authors and contributors that is always putting us in a position of being positive. So to have her write an article on self-talk, negative self-talk, and what you can do to turn it around was greatly appreciated, especially for the start of this year. So the author starts by saying, you know, sharing with us an antidote. says, before I even left the driveway for a weekend yoga retreat, the rude comments began. 
Remember not to talk too much. You're not as interesting as you think. Don't make so many jokes. Oh, that looks desperate. Don't be a nuisance by latching on just because you feel awkward or lonely. People don't like neediness. And so the negative talk continued. If this had been a partner or friend talking, I would likely have thrown the car in reverse, politely asked them to get out, and happily gone on to the retreat just by myself. But I was already alone. Quote, self-talk comes in a lot of different forms, and the kind that's critical really is trying to anticipate danger and steer you away from it, says Kristen Niff, Ph.D., She's an associate professor of educational psychology at the University of Texas in Austin and the author of the book, Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself. The author goes on to say, my own inner critics may have meant to keep me safe, but their ultimate effect was sabotage. I followed their advice to keep quiet, and my yoga weekend retreat became a tense, uncomfortable disaster. Many of us could tell similar stories, the author says. Still, though it may often be the loudest, self-criticism isn't the only voice in our heads. There are four general categories of self-talk, according to Dr. Thomas Brinthaup, a psychology professor and self-talk researcher at Middle Tennessee State University. First of all, there's self-management talk. That's the voice that helps us get things done, like, come on, you can do this, or, you know what, shoot, I really need to take care of that right now, or I need to make that phone call. Or let me just, you know, um, take care of that organizational stuff right now and then, you know, we'll, we'll get to things later. So there's that self-management voice. Then there's a social assessment of voice, which is rehearsing what we're going to say or rehashing our conversations. You know, in psychology, rehashing conversations or creating new conversations in our head, that's what we call object relations. So uh, ourselves and the other person are considered the objects and they're having a relationship or a dialogue between one another. You know, I was just doing this on the way in with with a business partner in, in a different endeavor and I found myself thinking, Amy, shut up, quiet you know, it was hard for me to quiet my thoughts. And I'm somebody that's generally pretty positive and enthusiastic and, and, and optimistic. You know, it just makes me feel better. And certainly that's, you know, uh, the way I want to interact with everyone else in the world. Um, but my negative thoughts can get the best of me too. So self, self-assessment, self that's characterized, characterized again by rehearsing what we're going to say or rehashing conversations or having dialogue with other people in our mind that hasn't even happened yet. And if you notice the content or rather the, the, the quality of that is negative, you're going to be set up to be a grouch, you know, before you've <laughs> even had any interactions for the day. So uh, thankfully, I was self-aware enough to, to turn it around before I pulled into, uh, you know, the parking lot here. So then we've got self-reinforcement. Those are affirming ourselves and our choices. Like, you know, this morning I was working out and I was huffing and puffing on the treadmill because that is absolutely my least part of the workout. And uh, But I said, you know what? You just got to keep going. It's going to get easier and easier. And then, you know, I faked it a little and said, this is fun and easy. I love running. Really, I don't run running, though I am proud of myself for running as an aside. But those are examples of self-reinforcement talk. There are affirming ourselves and our choices. Then there's the quality of self-criticism that's judging ourselves and our choices, right? Like, man, you're stupid. Why did you do that? Or why did you say that? Or, you know what? There you go again. 
So those are examples of the four types of negative self-talk. Just to review them one more time, we've got the social assessment. That's rehearsing what we're going to say to somebody else or rehashing conversations. We've got that self-management talk. That's that voice that helps us get things done. Then we've got the self-reinforcement self-talk. That's affirming ourselves and our choices, which is good. Sometimes it can be bad, though. Um, and then we've got the self-criticism voice. That's the judging ourselves and our choices voice. So take a moment and, you know, just ask yourself, you know, um, about how many times already today have you, you know, been engaged in the self-management self-talk, the self-reinforcement self-talk, the social assessment self-talk, or even the self-criticism self-talk. Like, oh my gosh, I look terrible when I get up in the morning. Or, come on, don't be lazy. You know, let's get going this Sunday morning. Whatever the self-talk is, just, you know, take a moment and just kind of reflect because self-awareness, as I'll talk about in an upcoming segment, is one of those strategies then that puts you in a position to be turning that frown upside down and really take command of your self-talk. One of the things that makes it really challenging, though, and I'll talk more about this, you know, uh, on the segments upcoming, is that a lot of times we're not even aware of it. We just are engaged in it, right? We just are driving along or we're doing our thing or we're packing up the kids' backpacks or, you know, whatever it is we're doing. And we're having this internal dialogue, right, in our own minds. And thank goodness, you know, we're not speaking it out loud. Um, and before you know it, it, it seems like our day is already going south, you know. And, and sometimes it's not until maybe something happens that draws our awareness to the fact that, you know, we were engaging in this negative self-dialogue. So I'm excited then to bring you more of the show, what these six strategies are, to really move you from sabotage to success. We'll be right back. The Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness's clinically proven treatments repair and regenerate damaged tissue, restoring normal function. The procedures were easy, comfortable, and left me feeling pain-free. I can dance, run, and jump again if I want to. Three decades of pain in my back and neck injuries I suffered in active duty. The doctor has me nearly 100% pain-free now, and I never thought that was possible. Trust the thousands who got their life back. Book an appointment today. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris. New on, you're listening to this week's show from Sabotage to Success How to Overcome Negative Self Talk. If you're just tuning in, you can check out a rebroadcast on this great station, or you can check it out online at www.thecifhw.com. Again, the cifhw.com. You can check it out on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash the CIFHW or the mindovermattersradio.com website. So um, if you're someone who's constantly engaged in self-talk, you know, that's negative, beware because you're setting yourself up for health issues, anxiety, depression, you know, struggles at work. Everything in our lives is harder when we're, you know, being our own worst critic. So again, if you've missed any of the show, definitely check out a rebroadcast. If you'd like to schedule a new patient appointment here at the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, definitely give us a call, 630-980-1400. Again, 630-980-1400. We specialize in turning around chronic conditions, practicing responsible pain management, psychiatry and psychology, as well as functional medicine. So, 
with that, I want to thank you for the trust and confidence you show us in uh, making us your preferred provider as well. Uh, with the start of the new year, I'm going to encourage you to make some health goals, both uh, you know emotional, mental health goals, as well as some physical health goals. And then thank you for following us on social media. I definitely appreciate it. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, as well as Pinterest. And then finally, I want to encourage you to you know, pick up a copy of my best-selling book, LifeWorks, An Integrative Approach to Health and Happiness. You can order that directly on Amazon. There's a Kindle version as well as a paperback version. 100% of all of those royalties go to benefit nonprofits such as Wounded Warriors, um, Disabled American Veterans, um, uh, uh, St. Jude's Hospital, Shriners Hospital, Michigan Doodle Rescue Connect, Saving Animals in Need, uh, Chicago Food Depository, uh, and the like. So 100% of all those royalties go to benefit several nonprofits. So that's really you being generous in spirit and uh, in, in you know your tithing. So thank you again, and I want to encourage you to pick up a copy of my best-selling book, LifeWorks, An Integrative Approach to Health and Happiness. Speaking of health and happiness, let's get back to those strategies, those skills, those techniques that allow you to move from negative self-talk into positive self-talk. Because, you know, as you get better and better at that, it's as though a whole new world opens up. So how do we move away from, you know, these, these self-sabotage types of thoughts? Well, again, according to Elizabeth Millard, there are strategies to do that. But I just want to recap the four types of negative self-talk. It's self-management. That's that voice that helps us get things done. There's a social assessment self-talk. That's the rehearsing what we're going to say and rehashing our old conversations. Then there's self-reinforcement talk, generally affirming ourselves and our choices. And then the self-criticism talk that's judging ourselves and our choices. The author says any type of self-talk can be a product or producer of mental stress, but these types differ from the auditory hallucinations that may accompany a mental health diagnosis like schizophrenia. In those instances, one's inner voices seem to come from outside entities like voices on a radio, as an example. The author says this can be a frightening experience as though someone else has literally gotten into our heads. But with everyday self-talk, we aren't confused about where the voices are coming from. Our inner dialogue may direct our choices or judge them mercilessly, but we recognize that these thoughts come from our own minds. And this means we've got the power to change the conversation. Amen and amen. So, interesting to note, though, as I said before the break, that your your self-talk is going to affect you mentally, physically, emotionally, even financially, right? Because it affects, you know, decisions we make financially. But it's interesting to note that the author points out that your body is listening to your self-talk. She says, it can be hard to grasp that my brutal self-criticism before the retreat was my brain's attempt at protection. But self-preservation is the core function of most self-talk, Dr. Neff explains. And I will say that, you know, we've, it's as though we've got different brains. We've got our logical brain. We've got our emotional brain. We've got our reptilian brain. And uh, our emotional brain and reptilian brain, all they want to do is survive. So anything other than, you know, uh, uh, you know being alive is irrelevant right? That their only goal is to keep us alive. And oftentimes when we're negative, it really is an unconscious attempt to, you know, towards self-preservation. 
So she says, our brains evolved to do this. It's an instinctual response designed to get us to safety, the author says. The problem is that it's not doing that most of the time. Instead, we start looping, so we're stuck in these negative thoughts, and that can have a physical effect. She says, most notably, self-critical rumination can raise cortisol levels. And remember, cortisol is one of our main stress hormones, right? She says, we have natural fluctuations of this hormone throughout the day, but chronic elevation triggered by distressing thoughts traps us in a fight-or-flight response. An example would be, you know, uh, as I I was saying on the earlier segment, I was driving in and I'm having this negative conversation in in my head and I'm noticing I'm getting all worked up, not just physically, but emotionally too. And that's because our thoughts, our body can't distinguish between a real threat, a perceived threat, or no threat at all. It just knows that negative means we need to go into fight or flight mode. And that elevates our cortisol, which puts our body sometimes into a tailspin. It's certainly you know, one of those leading triggers for anxiety responses. She says, you know, again, we have natural hormone fluctuations, but chronic elevation triggered by distressing thoughts traps us in fight or flight. This can prompt headaches, digestive issues, higher blood pressure, tightness in the muscles and joints, as well as sleep disturbance. On the other hand, beneficial self-talk can regulate cortisol more effectively, and that offers big-time physical and mental advantages, says Dr. Neff. These include deeper sleep, better cardiovascular function, improved focus and memory, and better regulated stress responses. Unsurprisingly, self-talk also influences our relationships. The author says, imagine having a conversation as your inner critic is hollering about how unlikable you are. Now, imagine having the same conversation while an inner voice reminds you how much your auntie loves you. In each case, you're likely to interact with others differently, right? Interesting to note that studies suggest that the intensity and frequency of self-talk tend to increase when we've experienced early trauma and isolation. Do you remember I said, you know, at the opener, our self-talk is influenced in utero. Definitely by age three, you know, our, our, our mindset is on a trajectory either towards the positive or the negative. Definitely by age six. And the authors here are saying that trauma has an influence, right? No surprise there. So, again, studies suggest that the intensity and frequency of self-talk tend to increase when we've experienced early trauma and isolation. Dr. Peter Zafirides, a psychiatrist and co-founder of Central Ohio Behavioral Medicine, says these early experiences can set us up for a lifetime of negative internal chatter. Quote, from childhood, our brains have a negativity bias, which means we'll always default to the negative first. If negative thoughts are reinforced when you're still young, you may stay in a pattern of self-criticism that's difficult to break, especially if you haven't developed mental coping strategies that help you reframe them. Fortunately, we can learn how to redirect our inner conversation no matter how sticky that sabotaging self-talk has become. So experts are suggesting six specific strategies, which we'll get into at the next segment. So again, You know, if you're one of those people that you recognize that your thoughts are primarily skewed towards the negative, take heart because there's definitely hope that you can turn it around. I will tell you, though, you know, uh, that that 
thought pattern is pretty well fixed, and it's absolutely going to take concerted and consistent effort because negativity in our culture, especially, well, not especially, but, you know, culturally, you know, we are inclined towards thinking negatively, right? So it is going to take a concerted effort and a consistent effort, but there are things to help you turn things around. So stick around. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. When we return, we're going to dive deep into these six strategies to help self and your, soften your self-talk and put you in a position of moving from sabotage into success. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. Do you or a loved one suffer from depression and medications just aren't working? or the debilitating side effects associated with most antidepressants make them impossible to take, we can help. At the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, we offer transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS. TMS is a safe and effective, drug-free treatment option that can dramatically improve your quality of life. In fact, the majority of our clients experience a significant improvement in mood, with many achieving complete remission. TMS uses MRI technology gently stimulate areas of the brain that are underactive in people suffering from depression. TMS is FDA approved for the treatment of depression and has also been shown to be effective in treating other mood disorders like OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. TMS therapy is covered by most insurance companies, including Medicare. If medications aren't working for you now, chances are they never will. Let us help. Call the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness at 630-980-1400 for an immediate consultation. That's 630-980-1400. Or visit us online at thecifhw.com. Everyone, welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuan. You're listening to this week's show, from Sabotage to Success, How to Overcome Negative Self-Talk. If you've missed any of the show, don't sweat it. Don't, don't put yourself down for it. You know, don't go there because you can catch a rebroadcast on this great station. You can also check out a replay link on our website. It's thecifhw.com. Again, thecifhw.com. You can check out a rebroadcast on our Facebook page as well as the mindovermattersradio.com site. Hey, I want to thank you for following us and liking us and sharing our social media. Our goal is to provide exceptional value, right? We want to educate and empower you to live a life by design. As I like to say, a life with purpose and passion and certainly positive results. So our goal is to bring you really valuable content on our social media. I want to thank you as well for a successful food drive throughout the holiday season. We couldn't have done what we've done here at the practice without uh, your help and certainly the Bloomingdale Food Pantry and the other local food pantries greatly appreciate it. So thank you again. And then, of course, I want to just uh, thank you for tuning in. So the goal of the show, as you know, is to help you, you know, improve the quality of your relationships. That includes the relationship with yourself. And to do that, you really have to start paying attention to the quality of your self-talk, right? Because, you know, primarily for most people, we tend to be our own worst critic. And then to learn how to think differently takes concerted and consistent effort. But I will tell you, the payoff is beyond beautiful. So let's dive right into these six strategies to help soften your self-talk according to author and researcher Elizabeth Millard. 
Number one, start with self-awareness. She says, because self-talk is largely habitual, it tends to run in the background. Simply being more aware of what your voices are saying can help, says Ashley Smith, Ph.D. She's a psychologist in Kansas City, Missouri. She says, awareness is always the first step in understanding the impact of self-talk, good and bad. Just sitting quietly and observing your mind for a while can help you become more aware of what's going on, end quote. This can be harder than it sounds. The author says, one reason people find meditation difficult or even distressing when they first start, she notes, is that it's rough to face our, quote-unquote, monkey minds. If our thoughts are leaping at a frantic pace, sitting in stillness means we can hear all the worries and complaints those monkeys are chattering on about. Okay. Yet, if we want to understand and change our self-talk, hear it we must, she says, simply observing and noting without judging if you have a very critical form of self-talk can help you have a more conscious recognition of what might be sabotaging you. So, start with self-awareness. She says you might discover that you're taking on other people's moods personally. Maybe you're catastrophizing and, you know, making a mountain out of a molehill or believing other people are foolish and beneath you. All these patterns of self-talk can harm your well-being and your relationships, and you can't shift them until you know they're there. It's kind of like I was saying on the drive-in this morning. You know, um, I was listening to an audio book uh, by author Holly uh, Alexander, and uh, whom I highly recommend, by the way. And all of a sudden, I, I, I found myself thinking about an email I had received this morning. You know that that wasn't so kind. And then you know my fight or flight kicked in, and then I'm getting all defensive in my head, and I'm getting all worked up. And then I pulled up to the stoplight, and I realized I said to myself, Amy, shut up. What are you doing? Right. So you have to start with self awareness, and that's not an easy thing to do. But awareness also allows you to consider the context for your self-talk, notes psychologist Michelle Drapkin. She's the founder of the Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Center in New Jersey. She says, if you're especially self-critical right now, ask yourself, what might be going on to drive that? What's underneath this? It might have a specific cause, which was the case, you know, for me this morning. But even asking those questions can interrupt the thoughts and diffuse them. A wide range of factors can trigger a negative internal dialogue. Not enough sleep, low blood sugar, hurt feelings, job-related overwhelm, even dehydration. I noticed, you know, I did some traveling over the holidays, which was a blessing, but it was equally exhausting. And uh, I realized that part of my negative self-talk was that, you know, I'm feeling a little bit tired this morning. So that definitely sets us up. Again, being hungry, right? You know, we're aware of being hangry, right? So when when we're hungry, when we're thirsty, you know, when we've had, you know, something going on that is out of the ordinary, all of this sets us up to engage in more negative self-talk. Again, so she says, if you can't pinpoint an exact cause, knowing something external could be causing your harsh self-talk can help you take that much-needed step back, she says. And this can be enough to break a negative spiral. I'll tell you, just as a quick, uh, you know, go-to, um, when you're having a hard time, you know, when you recognize your negative thoughts, if you're having a hard time, you know, reframing them in something more reasonable or even positive, change your behavior. So one of the things I did this morning when I pulled up to the stoplight and I realized that I'm having this argument in my own mind and getting more and more worked up, 
I thought, you know what, I'm just going to increase the volume on my, my audio book so that I can pay closer attention. And that was enough to kind of snap me out of it. It could be, hey, turn up the radio, get up and go wash your hands, go, you know, get a drink of water. But when you move your body, when you do something with your body, it's going to be much easier to break that negative thought train, okay? So number one, start with self-awareness. You've got to become aware of your self-talk if you're wanting to turn it around. Number two, you've got to take care of your body. We alluded to this a little bit, you know, just a few moments ago, but given how much our physical and mental states affect our perception, tending towards basic bodily needs is key. The author says, when you notice self-talk starting, uh, do something physical or change your routine. Uh, you know, like I said, work out, visit the farmer's market, hit up the bike trail, embrace an earlier bedtime, uh, uh, you know, go for a walk, get up and get a cup of coffee, anything to move your body. The more active you are, the better, though. I was meeting with a client yesterday who uh, just, you know, has had a sudden increase in anxiety symptoms over last month uh, due to, you know, a life change, a significant life change many would consider positive, but it's out of his norm. So I said, hey, listen, it's going to be really, really important for you to start identifying those thoughts that precede the anxiety response in your body and then to turn them around. And, And if you notice there's negative thoughts coming on and you can't turn them around, get up and go for a walk or get up and, you know, shuffle some papers, uh, put on a Netflix, anything that, you know, break, break out of that thought train. The author says, consider what happens when we don't take care of ourselves, though. When we're sleep deprived, eating junk food and neglecting our need to move, we're much likelier to be reactive and critical compared with when we feel nourished and rested. And this is a physiological reality, the author says. I'll give you an example. So over the holidays, I I finished a 75-day challenge. I think I may have mentioned it on previous shows. And I've done this 75-day challenge before. Um, But prior to starting the challenge, I noticed I was, I, I had reverted and I was eating, you know, more junk food than I would normally. I hadn't been working out as much as I had uh, you know, as much as I had been over the summer. And I noticed that I was getting much more irritable. My sleep was becoming, you know, kind of um, broken up, which was leaving me much more tired. And, uh, you know, I was just noticing my self-thoughts were more and more negative. And, and there were a few points where I thought, gosh, I can't even stand myself, you know. And I realized that so much of it was related to the fact that I hadn't been nourishing my body like I typically do with good, healthy foods, and I hadn't been working out as regularly. So it's really, really key to nourish your body. In fact, food, the nutrients we derive from food, are building blocks for our mood hormones. And guess what influences our self-talk and our ability to shift our self-talk? Of course, right? Nutrients and, and those mood hormones in part. So, uh, so nourishing your body to nourish your mind is really key, as well as exercise. It's interesting that exercise can provide a cascade of responses, including less inflammation throughout the body and the brain, and of course a release of feel-good hormones like endorphins. Okay, uh, the author says that's directly related to lowering symptoms of depression and anxiety. The same is true if you're having difficulty with critical self-talk. It can help you gently shift those negative thought patterns when you feel better in your body. 
So we'll talk more about taking care of your body when we return. But again, it is a keystone for other habits, good nutrition and movement. And remember, a body in motion tends to stay in motion. So stick around. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about sabotage to success. Do you or a loved one suffer from depression and medications just aren't working? Or the debilitating side effects associated with most antidepressants make them impossible to take? We can help. At the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, we offer transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS. TMS is a safe and effective, drug-free treatment option that can dramatically improve your quality of life. In fact, the majority of our clients experience a significant improvement in mood, with many achieving complete remission. TMS uses MRI technology to gently stimulate areas of the brain that are underactive in people suffering from depression. TMS is FDA approved for the treatment of depression and has also been shown to be effective in treating other mood disorders like OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. TMS therapy is covered by most insurance companies, including Medicare. If medications aren't working for you now, chances are they never will. Let us help. Call the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness at 630-980-1400 for an immediate consultation. That's 630-980-1400. Or visit us online at thecifhw.com. Everyone, welcome to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris Nuance. I'm a double board certified integrative and interventional clinical psychologist, as well as an author, speaker, and the director for the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness. Thanks for tuning in to our show this week from Sabotage to Success how to overcome negative self-talk. If you missed any of the show, you can check out a rebroadcast on this great station, or you can check us out online at our website. It's thecifhw.com or our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash thecifhw. If you've got questions about a show, if you've got suggestions about a show, please email me directly. You can send me an email at healthandwellness at the CIFHW.com. Again, all spelled out health and wellness at the CIFHW.com. If we can help you in your journey towards health and wellness, we are accepting new patients. You can give us a call directly at 630-980-1400. Again, 630-980-1400. Whether you've got chronic joint pain, whether you're dealing with neuropathy, maybe it's an autoimmune condition, maybe you're just looking for a new primary care a physician or a good therapist. We've definitely got a very talented team here that's focused on getting you results. So give us a call, 630-980-1400. And thank you again for helping us with a very successful food drive uh, this past holiday season and for following us on social media. We appreciate it and we're committed to bringing you value. All right, speaking of value, we have to get back to these these strategies, these techniques to help you turn your negative thoughts into positive thoughts because as you get better and better at taking control of your thoughts, guess what? You get better and better at taking control of your life. All right, so first thing we have to do is start with self-awareness. You have to think about what you think about. It's what we call metacognition, thinking about what you're thinking about, and then based on that, Recognize the negative self-talk and then try to turn it around. If you can't turn it around easily, get up and move your body, okay? 
Secondly, you've got to take care of your body. You've got to nourish it with good nutrition and good movement. Again, it's the same for other keystone habits such as getting quality sleep, staying hydrated, maintaining strong social connections, eating plenty of vegetables, right? Any of these won't single-handedly silence a ruthless inner critic, as the author says, but taking good care of yourself can turn down the volume. I'll tell you what, you combine those things, right, getting a good night's sleep, staying hydrated, having good social connections, eating plenty of vegetables, right, you're going to find that everything in your life is so much easier. So take care of your body. Number three, revisit successes, the author says. Again, to get a handle on self-talk, that's negative, revisit successes. She says, highlighting perceived threats is what your inner critic does best, and anything unfamiliar threatens an activated brain. This makes it tricky to break a pattern of negative self-talk because redirecting our focus to something new is, well, new. And the alarm bells ring, and then the brain doubles down on its old self-critical pattern. I will tell you, our emotional mind and our logical mind, they might as well you know, uh, be two different brains, and, and, and they are. We've got a, a new brain that's only 30,000 years old or so, and then we've got our old brain, our old emotional brain that's millions of years old. Literally, they're different brain structures, right? So anything that's perceived as new is also perceived as a threat for our reptilian and our emotional brain. Still, we can game the system, the author says. Recalling past successes gives us a self-esteem boost that can bypass the mechanism. That's because past positive experiences are known and therefore not a threat. So revisiting your strengths, skills, and successes in a similar situation can help you see that you've done difficult things before and that can supply a boost of self-confidence. I'll give you an example. You know, I tend to do a lot of speaking. Uh, In the past, I was a frequent speaker at Harvard and had the great privilege of working with some of the great minds of integrative health care. These days, I tend to still do quite a few lectures as well as dinner talks, and uh, I get nervous. You know, that's pretty normal. And uh, some of my inner talk is, wow, you know, um, I hope I uh, don't forget to speak about blah, blah, blah. And then I have to catch myself, right? starting with self-awareness, I have to take care of my body, so I'll take a couple deep breaths, and then I'll think about, you know, the past talks I've given. Amy, settle down. You always do great, and you enjoy, you know, helping other people learn, and that generally calms my mind, and then it calms my body, and all I'm doing is revisiting those strengths, skills, and successes that I've had in the past in a similar situation. In this example, it's, you know, public speaking. But the author says, take this practice. It's easy to get stuck on past mistakes or questionable decisions. She says, we often put ourselves down for what we think we've done wrong or ways that we perceive we're falling short. And we don't tend to remind ourselves how often we do well, right? She says, yet we should, because positive memories also have a way of leading to more positivity. We might remember the time we checked in to support a a friend who is struggling, which reminds us of a time we showed compassion and openness in a tense conversation, and then how we made a joke that lit up the room. She says, the more often we cultivate confidence and recall successes, the more automatic creating 
uh, positive outlook becomes. And over time, this can have a significant effect on the brain's default setting. I will tell you, uh, research shows, and we've known this since the early 80s, that our thoughts actually will change our molecular structure. So, and, and, and we pass that on from one generation to uh, another generation. Uh, I believe it was uh, Dr. Candace Pert in her book, Molecules on Emotion, showed how our self-talk, you know, can literally change our biology. I think Dr. Bruce Lipton, Lipton rather, did the biology of belief. Or, so, really, you can game the system by taking this concerted and consistent practice approach to changing your self-talk. Next, the author says, you've got to keep it real. She says, despite the overly rah-rah quotes and phrases that swamp social media, as, for example, you got this, hashtag rockstar, Dr. Neff argues that replacing your inner critic with a louder cheerleader doesn't work for most people. And it doesn't, because, our, because then our, our critic is like, yeah, right, or that's not true, or there you go lying to yourself again, right? Our inner critic can be, you know, pretty harsh. Uh, but the author says, positive affirmations tend to help only if you already have high self-esteem and a sunny outlook. For everyone else, they tend to backfire and make your critic dig in and get louder. Despite the fake-it-till-you-make-it theory, your brain recognizes when a message feels false. And I will absolutely agree with that. One thing I do want to add, though, is that repetition is the mother of all learning, right? Think about it. How do we learn the lyrics to our favorite song? Repetition, repetition, repetition. Same thing with affirmations. Initially, your mind is going to reject them and say, oh, that's a lot of BS. But the more you focus on cultivating a positive mindset, the more your mind is going to get used to it. And guess what? Some of them are going to sink in, just like the lyrics of that new trending song. Okay? But the author says, as you seek to ease your self-criticism, aim for a new neutral or more neutral perspective. Dr. Neff suggests experimenting with more realistic and gentle phrasing that resonates with you. It could sound something like this. You know, I'm nervous going into this job interview, but I'm also well prepared and I've aced interviews in the past. I'm well qualified for this job, so I'm excited to talk about it. So that is keeping it real, right? If you can't go into that positive affirmation mode, just keep it real. Again, think about your past successes and remind yourself that what you're feeling is probably normal, but you're going to be okay. So an example like that allows you to acknowledge your nervousness, which, again, is a natural response. And at the same time, you're reinforcing positive messages that you already believe. An example would be, you know, I've aced interviews in the past. I can do this, All right? So number four strategy to move from sabotage to success and overcoming your negative self-talk is to keep it real. I appreciate affirmations. I'm a fan of affirmations, but affirmations alone aren't enough to move that default setting from negative to positive. You've got to integrate it with some other things. Again, taking good care of your body through movement, exercise, nutrition, good sleep, you know, good social interactions. You've got to cultivate you know, a sense of self-awareness. You've got to get better and better at thinking about what you're thinking about. And then, of course, revisit those successes, right? Things that you've done well in the past. So taking this integrative approach, this holistic approach, as you know, I'm an advocate of, really makes the difference, right? So when we come back, we're going to be talking about two more strategies to move you from sabotage to success. 
You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Newon. Do you or a loved one suffer from depression and medications just aren't working? Or the debilitating side effects associated with most antidepressants make them impossible to take? We can help. At the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, we offer transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS. TMS is a safe and effective, drug-free treatment option that can dramatically improve your quality of life. In fact, the majority of our clients experience a significant improvement in mood, with many achieving complete remission. TMS uses MRI technology to gently stimulate areas of the brain that are underactive in people suffering from depression. TMS is FDA-approved for the treatment of depression and has also been shown to be effective in treating other mood disorders like OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. TMS therapy is covered by most insurance companies, including Medicare. If medications aren't working for you now, chances are they never will. Let us help. Call the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness at 630-980-1400 for an immediate consultation. That's 630-980-1400. Or visit us online at thecifhw.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. You're listening to this week's show titled From Sabotage to Success, How to Overcome Negative Self-Talk. I want to thank author Elizabeth Millard for the great work that she continues to do to help us live a life by design, a life you know, on purpose, with passion, of course, positive results. If you missed any of this week's show, you can check out a rebroadcast. You can check it out online at the cifhw.com again the cifhw.com you can follow us on Facebook and our other social media channels which we greatly appreciate but the goal is to bring you value right we want to add to your life in a positive way certainly doing that will help you to have more positive thoughts if you are struggling with a health condition be it mental health or a physical health condition we want to welcome you to become a new patient in our practice we are accepting new patients for in-person visits as well as virtual visits and telehealth you can call us directly at 630-980-1400 again 630-980-1400 to schedule a new patient appointment we specialize in reversing chronic conditions whether it's a you know chronic knee pain or neuropathy or maybe it's a thyroid condition maybe it's a weight condition and we certainly, you know, focus on taking an integrative and holistic approach to our goal is to get our patients off medication and on with their lives, back to doing the things that you love and bring you happiness. And bringing you happiness can be enhanced, right, when you continue to get better and better at turning your negative self-talk around. So let's get back to it. What are the two remaining strategies for helping you move from sabotage to success? Well, number five, you've probably already guessed, Practice, 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 right? So the author jokingly calls you know, herself a below-average guitarist. Uh, whether she's learning a new song, every chord feels awkward, feels sure that she'll never master it or improve her playing at all. Then several sessions later, the song falls into place and she feels as if she's been playing it all her life, right? So the old joke, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Same thing with your negative self-talk. You know, you've heard me say it throughout the show. A 
concerted and consistent effort. And any new habit is going to take time. So please, 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 please be patient with yourself. When you catch the inner critic putting yourself down for, you know, struggling to turn the thoughts around, take a couple deep breaths, get up, move your body, interrupt that thought train, and then get back to practice, practice, practice. The author says, this is a good analogy for changing negative self-talk because you're asking your brain to perform a new task, meaning the guitar. You know, the author says, we tend to shy away from unfamiliar, so there may be resistance. You may even feel like you're getting worse, but for many people, at some point, it clicks into place and gets easier and easier. Because self-talk is mostly unconscious, practicing new patterns at a conscious level is an important part of mastery. For example, Instead of solely chasing after the fixes, such as trying to interrupt negative self-talk with reminders of past successes, adopt some preventative habits, the author says. You might even tie them to one another in a routine behavior. For example, every time you brush your teeth, for instance, consider a time you've been proud of your work. Or each time you make dinner, recall at least one time you shared supportive words with a friend or family member. Quote, what you'll find is that there's an ebb and flow when you try to change your thought patterns. It may be difficult and strange for a while until it becomes more familiar, and that's when you start to develop a habit through regular practice, okay? So again, whether you're you're focusing on shifting negative self-talk into more loving or kind self-talk, or you're wanting to get better at pickleball, or you're wanting to get better in your fitness routine, it all comes down to practice, practice, practice. And then finally, strategy number six, aim for good enough. Don't aim for perfection because it doesn't exist, except, you know, within the beauty of our, 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 you know, us being, you know, loving, innately worthy, you know, beings, right, and in nature. But don't aim for perfect, right? That's, that's the enemy of good. So aim for good enough. Negative self-talk is hardwired into the brain's survival system, so expecting it to vanish completely is unrealistic, says Dr. Neff. We all have tough days, and if we're tired, nervous, stressed, sick, or overwhelmed, negative forms of self-talk will be louder, kind of like me on the drive-in this morning. Right? Remember, negative self-talk, those thoughts, their job is to protect, and they're trying to guard against these threatening conditions. Still, once you've become more aware of where these unwelcome thoughts originate, they'll lose some of their power. I like to do, you know, my partner and I like to talk about where the train originated on what track. So, you know, we'll be talking about something and then I'll joke and I'll say, "Um, where did that thought, you know, train come from? Oh, yeah, I was talking about this, 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 and this, and this. So I've gotten good, you know, better and better at recognizing the origins of my thoughts, but it's only because I've been practicing them for so, so long. So aim for good enough. And what, again, once you become more aware of where the unwelcome thoughts originate, they really do lose a lot of their energetic power. The author says silencing the inner voices is impossible, and I will agree with that, but they can be gently guided towards being quiet. I like to think of them as kids that, you know, are just kind of pesky, right? So once you become more aware of where the unwelcome thoughts originate, they'll lose their power. She says, the author says, this happened to me just a few days after the yoga retreat. Reflecting on how it unfolded, I recalled that I also attended numerous retreats where I'd met new people, told plenty of jokes, talked as much as I wanted, and, uh, you know, uh, decided that, you know, I was going to make a go of it on the next retreat. 
She says, when I signed up for the next one, uh, and this time, I knew which inner voice I'd be taking along. So um, let me just reiterate that. Don't aim for perfection because it doesn't exist except for within nature. Aim for good enough and know that you've got to be really good about practicing. Don't put yourself down if you're not really good about practicing. It's okay. Just aim for good enough, right? If you're having trouble with your negative self-talk, if you're recognizing it's creating symptoms for you, maybe you're dealing with depression or anxiety or you're just noticing you're extra hypersensitive, definitely give us a call, 630-980-1400. We've got some fantastic therapists on our team. Um, They're all hand-selected by me, and we meet every week for mentoring and and training. Um, But in order for you to be your best, it's important to make a decision to take care of your inner health as well as your outer health. So let's just recap. What are the six strategies that allow you to move from sabotage to success? Number one, start with self-awareness. Again, it's what we call metacognition. Thinking about what you're thinking about because most of our thoughts are unconscious. Um, So if you can, the author recommends that you get quiet and just kind of ask yourself, oh, where did that thought come from, right? A little self-reflection. So start with self-awareness. Number two, take care of your body physically. It's important to exercise and it's important to nourish your body through good foods. Really, really, really load up on the exercise, uh, uh, I'm sorry, and the vegetables It's weird to think that exercise and nutrition can help us with our self-talk, but when our body has the fuel it needs and when it's not in a state of inflammation, right, because exercise and good nutrition reduces that, it's so much easier to turn that frown upside down. Next, you want to revisit successes. Remind yourself of times in the past that you've done well, right? So if you're thinking, gosh, you know, I'm so stupid. How could I have done that? Say, wait a minute you know what, I'm not stupid. You know, I've had good experience with, you know, X, Y, or Z, or, you know what, this is normal to feel nervous. Anybody would feel nervous. You know what, I'm just going to give myself a chance to succeed, right? So remind yourself of past successes. Then keep it real. If you're not one for affirmations, at least use some more gentle, more kind self-statements such as, you know, I'm nervous and, and that's okay. You know, that's pretty normal, but the situation is going to work out. I'm just going to give myself a chance to go for it anyway, right? So that's keeping it real. And then practice, practice, practice. Again, that's the way to Carnegie Hall. And then finally, aim for good enough. There's no perfect with the exception of nature. So just give yourself permission to suck long enough, as they say in the Army, suck long enough until you get really, really good, right? That's aiming for good enough. So I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's show from Sabotage to Success, How to Overcome Negative Self-Talk. I want to thank author Elizabeth Millard for the continued good works that she brings and brings to the world and that helps me to bring them to you. And then I want to thank you, you know, my listeners, uh, for all the support and tuning in every week. Again, if there's a show uh, that you are interested in hearing, I'm happy to put it together. Just send me an email, health and wellness at the CIFHW.com. Thanks for tuning in. Bye bye.